It's the big day. Monday, September 25th. We are outside. As you can see, if you're watching the live casino hotel in Maryland, we are ready for a SodaCon. But we still have to talk about the union updates, EVs for clunkers, maybe, and Spotify cloning podcasters' voices. What? Yeah. This is actually, if you're listening, if you're listening, this is actually Spotify cloning Paul and Tyler's voice. No, but we made it. Everyone, we rolled in last night with a bunch of our crew, and now it's just this constant drip feed of people showing up in Maryland at the Live Casino Hotel for a SodaCon 2023. I've already seen some friends, some people that, you know, I didn't know were coming in last night, got some texts. If you're getting here, people are already excited about just the hotel digs, right? That's so, nice. Uh, so that's nice. We got the welcome reception tonight and then full throttle for two full days. Uh, there's still room to get here. There you is. If, still if get you're here. in the area, you can driving range. We still have space for you. Um, we've been saying this is like the Disney World for the auto industry. Yeah. Like, love people more. It's like where everybody wears the Mickey ears. You know, I walked into Disney World for the first time, and I was like, who are these grown adults wearing <laughs> Mickey ears as a couple? Yeah. But the kids are cool, and then you realize that everyone's like, they're all in. They're and all that's in. like a soda con. Everyone's got the shirt on. Once you get the swag bag, you'll have the custom laces. Laces. And so Ooh. this is the spot where It'll the believers hot. are going to congregate. If you can't exactly. be here, though, doesn't mean you're not a believer. You know, everyone can't make it yeah. everywhere. Hey, thanks to Cars and Stream for helping us put this Man, on. Our they co-presenting really did partners. Step up. Um, we've got a ton of incredible partners. Actually, we mentioned them all. If you go to our LinkedIn, uh, you can find just everybody that's shouldered up to make sure that this uh, event is a hit. That's right. All right, we got to talk about some news because that's what we do every morning. And we're going to be doing it live from inside of SodaCon tomorrow and Wednesday. Yeah. So make sure you tune in and go to the Spotify, download the podcast or Apple Podcasts and all that stuff. Do we have a UAW trigger pad? All right, it's time for the UAW. UAW update. There it is. <laughs> okay, so the UAW strike has expanded to 38 GM and Stellantis now parts distribution centers. Ooh, They're going to try to hit them where it hurts counts. across 20 states affecting dealership service business. However, bright spot, Talks with Ford have been making some progress. Ah, Everybody wanted that. him, Sean Fane, to say that so bad about them. <laughs> um, so the parts, the, the closings at the parts distribution warehouse highlights the issues of wage disparities. Parts Depot employees typically earn between sixteen and twenty-four dollars an hour, as opposed to the thirty-two dollars an hour at assembly plants. Eric Ray, a worker at GM's. Uh, Ypsilani. Ypsilani, is that how you say that? Yeah. Ypsilani. Very good. Is that in Ohio? I don't know, but I know how to say it. Fantastic. <laughs> Ypsilani Processing Center stated, we do just as much work as they do in the automotive plants. We do the same thing. We should be treated in the same way. UAW President Sean Fain is committed to eliminating varying rate wage rates, emphasizing parts distribution centers in particular. Um, they've, they've been stopped, stepped on a lot in the past year. So hmm. here's the... Here's a little bright spot. Here it comes. Notably, the, Ford. Uh, the UAW made, and we quote Sean Fain, quote, real progress in negotiations with Ford, choosing not to add any Ford plants or parts distribution to the targeted strikes. They're like, whoop, highlighting their willingness to address key union priorities. Hey, here's the thing. The, like, it, this is actually probably the best show of good faith. It's like, hey, look, if things go well. We don't hit them. They had, you know? to, they had to come up with something after last week. Yeah, exactly. Show some good faith. This is good. I, I actually love learning about like the intricacies of exactly what's going on, the difference between parts distribution and manufacturing. And a lot of people don't even recognize what the distribution channels are for an automaker. And this really, really highlights it. Understanding like, hey, these are all warehouse workers along the quote unquote assembly line of 
the the entire vehicle build so um you know just i think this this is one of the pieces that i get this is why the union really does kind of exist to to right set especially some of the frontline workers so uh hopeful to see what happens there and hopeful that this week proves a lot lot better for uh making sure that we don't see this go long into the future because i think hey look if everything kind of gets settled in the next week or two we're not going to see as much dis- disruption as we we thought we might have speaking of things getting pushed long into the future uh, stop. oh we already have all oh, he's on we usually control the triggers. That was legit. Nathan's standing over there. We're just standing in a parking lot right now. If you could see yeah. this setup, you would be really <laughs> impressed. Uh, so hearkening back to the time of cash for clunkers, some dealers fear that EV tax incentives may take a long time to get back into the hands of the dealers. Beginning in 2024, eligible buyers can transfer their federal tax credit to the dealer, meaning the dealer can issue the credit at the point of sale yep. and then be the one that is reimbursed from the government. However, there's some concern on how fast how dare they can how dare they question the efficiency and speed of a government promise Kyle? yeah if you remember back to cash for clunkers essentially what you would have is this process to get uh, the the incentive back for like if if you had taken in a clunker and seized it up and then proven everything the timeline to get the incentive back to the dealer and get reimbursed i mean i was a part of watching that like the the measured transit in, money of accounts receivable was insane. Measured in stress lines, yeah, on and, the and, GM's head. And this is a large uh, amount of money seventy five hundred dollars potentially per car in down payment money that would be associated with a contract in transit, typically, but now associated with a, uh, a financial incentive, which is typically ma- owned by the manufacturer. Yep. And there's a tight process, a tight timeline for when that gets and reimbursed. You can expect and paid. it. You know, you can base your cash flow uh, forecast around it. Um, Tyler Slade, operating partner. I don't know if it's Tim Doll or Tim Dolly. Nissan Southtown expressed nervousness, citing history and concerns. He said, you're going to have plenty of dealers that aren't going to be comfortable with that risk. Waiting for the government to pay, much like cash for clunkers. So, um, you know, like, look, you could be waiting for a couple hundred grand for some of these dealers. And you have a big payroll coming up. You have operating expenses. And I don't know, 30 days, 60 days. 90 days. I mean, some people waited for months. Yep. Um, I don't know. How, how do we inject accountability into this? We were talking about maybe the government paying a little interest on everything over 15 days. <laughs> That's not going to happen. We got a little solution for you yeah, over here. You uh, uh, the NADA and AIADA are actively working to create the solution and figure out what the point of sale uh, process looks like to make sure and streamline not just the reconcil- not just like the, the request, but also the reconciliation uh, on the budget line to avoid those issues. Maybe this is past. one of the questions we can ask Mike Stanton hey, when he's on the main I got stage. You. I got you. Yep. I might take care of that. That's tomorrow, right? That's tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. That's tomorrow. Yep. All right. Uh, speaking of tomorrow or today, or tomorrow yeah. are they doing this right now? Right now. Oh, oh boy. Uh, so Spotify <laughs> is launching a new beta test that will take the voice of a few select podcasters, translate them to another language using AI. Uh, so what they'll do is they're going to translate podcasts right now into Spanish and French uh, with German translation in the pipeline. Basically, what it does is it translates just the podcast into a different language using the same right, voice. Does it, trans- it actually delivers and performs yep. it in the podcast host voice yep. in the other language. It's It looks like they're using OpenAI's Whisper, which is the technology which can take a little bit of uh, a person's voice and then essentially clone that voice. It, so yep. they'll be able to translate it, then clone it. Um, Basically, their their biggest concern, obviously, is privacy and ownership of the content. So they're only doing it with a select group of podcasters now. 
No, they did that. I, I searched Joe I Rogan, could, right, probably, right? Probably Joe right. Rogan, right? Mr. Beast is in a podcast, but I know they no. translate to a ton of languages yep. already. So I, you know, this is interesting for us because it's it's wild to see like, hey, this could potentially just be a thing that we have access to in the future. But also, I think just for content in general, and we keep going back to this, but just watching out for whether or not it's human or AI-based content, where it gets generated from, and search engines are starting to pick this stuff up. So just remember that as you start leveraging UI or AI in your business, that it's important to know, like, the more human AI you can use, the better, but leveraging, uh, or the more human content you can use, the better, but leveraging AI to get to that point of content, hey, if Spotify's doing it, everybody We're only six months away from it, probably large... Large scale. I saw um, somebody, uh, Avery Akinini, she's uh, the head of Web3, Vayner3, so mm-hmm. Gary yep. Vaynerchuk's Web3 company. She had a live video translation where she was speaking Hindi, and it, it actually looked like she was speaking it as well. It wasn't just a live translation of her voice. No it was, way. It looked like she was, I was like watching her lips. I'm like, this is, but she doesn't speak Hindi. Just think of the implications that of this nuts. and us, our ability to communicate in real time. So traveling to Europe and other countries are going to just feel a lot different when all of a sudden you can hold your phone up and say it to the mic and it's delivering it in real time. I don't know. It's a fun new oh, world. Wow, but we're going to let, let tomorrow worry about that. We are uh, just going to go back into this building that you see behind us and love on as many people as we can and remind them of the industry that they're a part of and why everyone else in the world should know about it. So I think we should go.